This is the Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones of MrsChristyJones.com, episode number 121. Love is a habit. What is the one thing that every human being desires? Love. In today's episode, I'm talking about the meaning and definition of love. Although the concept of love is universal, the personal meaning and understanding of love expresses itself differently in different people. So what does love look like to you? Up next on the Wife Wisdom Podcast. Welcome to the Wife Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Little-Jones. I'm a relationship coach, a marriage and family champion, and the chief cheerleader for women all over the world. The Wife Wisdom Podcast is a real conversation designed to help you cultivate the heart of a wife. If you are single and desire to be married, if you are newly married and want to thrive as a wife, or if you are a seasoned wife and just need a little encouragement staying a wife, you are in the right place. If you are new to our podcast, woohoo! Welcome to the family. I am thrilled that you are here. And if you are already a part of my tribe and you don't already know, I love and appreciate you. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about love. What is love? We all, I believe, understand the general concept of love or the idea of love, because it's something that we all desire as a human being. We were born to desire love. We were created to love and to receive love. But the fact that love is so different for so many people, even though we all understand what love is, we understand what love means, but the interpretation, the experience, the expression, Even receiving and giving love is so different for so many people. And why is that? When we all understand universally what love really is. Well, I first want to share the fact that when you were born, God created you out of his love for you. But your understanding and your definition of love was determined based on your interaction with the people that you love. So when you were a child, the interaction that you had or didn't have with your parents was shaped, it really shaped your understanding and definition of love. So let me give you a couple of examples. So for those of you who had parents who were always there for you, they were providing support, of course, shelter and food, love and encouragement. They would cheer, they were your cheerleaders. Your love definition may be that love is safe, love is supportive, love is encouraging. And love feels good, right? But then there are some of you who had parents that were absent, that were distant. Maybe you grew up in a single parent home. Maybe you grew up in a foster home. Maybe you were adopted. And so maybe you defined love as inaccessible or unavailable. 
maybe you experienced trauma when you were a child and abuse, abandonment, or even neglect was part of your experience. So your subconscious mind maybe defines love for you as abusive or it's neglectful or maybe even non-existent. And so what happens is your experience defines what love looks like for you in your life. And most often it shows up in your adult relationships without you even knowing that, oh, this is based on, I'm attracting these people into my life based on the experiences and the interpretation or the definition that I gave love. And so, for example, if your parents were really non-affectionate when you were a child and you get into a relationship with someone who comes from a family where there was a lot of affection, this could present itself as a concern or difficulty in your relationship because of the difference of experience that you guys had when you were children. And so I want to give my husband as an example. He does not know his biological dad. He grew up initially with a mom who was a single mom. She got remarried and he got a stepfather. But when he was really young, he remembers when he was a child waiting for his biological dad to come pick him up for visits and his dad never showed up. And so his definition of love was that love abandons you. Love doesn't stay. And so he found himself in his early 20s in in relationships where he didn't want to commit for too long because he was trying to avoid the pain of the abandonment that he was expecting based on his experience as a child. And so this is really, really deep. It's important and knowledgeable information for us all to know, especially as adults, that what we attract usually is because of a subconscious definition of of or interpretation of love. Now, when God created you, he created you out of a pure heart of love for you. And so when you are an infant, when you are initially, you are born into this world, love is pure. Love is genuine. Love is, has no expectation. There's nothing that is, there's no motivation behind it. It just simply is love. And then over time, when we start having experiences, it actually corrupts the true definition and true understanding of what we know love to be from the moment that we're born, because when we're born, we're created out of love. So that expression of love is very pure. So now the experiences that we individually have corrupts the truth of what love is intended to be in our lives. And it redefines the definition of love for us. And then it shows up in our lives as adults. So this is why there are some people that in your life that you've attracted, you're, you've, you've, you're attracted to, or you've attracted them into your life. 
as a result of the your definition of love. So this is for let's just take the example of women who are in a relate or who have very um, dominating, very aggressive, very um, abrasive parents who are conversations from their parents. Oftentimes they interpret that as love. So they, as they get older, they may attract, if you're a female, you are going to may attract that type of man. If you've subconsciously defined love as aggressive or abrasive or, or manipulative, any of these things, right? And so think about those whose parents have yelled at you. Your parents expressed themselves through yelling. You may have defined love as yelling. So in relationships, you repeat what you learned and you may find yourself yelling in your own relationship as a way of subconsciously expressing love to the person you're in the relationship with because it's something that you learned as a child. So God always, he's always intended for love to have one definition, his definition. But the experiences that we've had as a child corrupted the truth of what we knew and understood love to be when we were born. And our individual experiences redefined God's definition of love for us. It's kind of like hunger. When you are born and you are hungry, you cry, right? Because you're needing to satisfy the hunger. But the minute that the hunger is satisfied, you turn away from the bottle, you turn away from the nipple, whatever, you're you're no longer hungry. You're using your tongue to spit the nipple out or to push the nipple out of your mouth because you're done. I'm full. I'm good. I do not need to have one more sip or suck of anything else. So then why is there an, a huge issue of obesity in our nation? Because our experiences have redefined what we knew as hunger and or, you know, when we've, we've gotten away from understanding and really listening to our own body's hunger cues. Right. So very similar to love in that when we were born, love was pure. It was there was nothing attached to it. You were just to receive it. That was it. There was nothing else. But then over time, through our experiences, we've gotten away from our love cues. And now love for so many people is manipulative it's controlling, it's hurtful, it, there's always some agenda hiding behind love. And that was not its intention. And same with hunger. We were designed to nourish our bodies and give it the, the food and the amount of food that was necessary. But over time, we started eating out of because it tasted good or because, or we were sad or we were trying to 
fill another need. And it ended up being this crisis of obesity in our country. And so God's definition of love is somewhat like a checklist. And so he says, even in his word, 1 Corinthians 13, four through eight, he says, love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not boast. Love is not proud. Love does not dishonor others. Love is not self-seeking. Love is not easily angered. Love keeps no records of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil. Love rejoices with the truth. Love always protects. Love always hopes. Love always trusts. Love always perseveres. Love never fails. So how are you doing with loving others? Right. We all have a whole lot of work to do. (laughs) So receiving love seems to be a little easier than giving love. Giving love the way God intended, at least, is really challenging, as you can as you can hear from this list of what love was intended to be, how love is intended to express itself. So love is not easily angered. That's really deep, right? So people are so quick to get angry, so quick to get angry. But if we are truly operating in love the way God intended, then it doesn't easily anger. Love doesn't easily anger. Love keeps no records of wrongs, meaning we forgive easily, right? So because that's the default, the default is to forgive. The default is to not easily be angered. The default is to not be proud or envious. The default is to be kind and patient. Our country, we have a lot of work to do in the kind in the kindness area, for real. Love always protects. So your default is to protect your children, to protect your spouse, to protect your best friend, to protect your coworkers, people who that you are really expressing love to or you say you love. These are the defaults that you're, the default is to hope, to persevere, that love never, ever fails. That should be the default. And so what is your definition of love? What does love look like to you? What does love feel like? I want you to take a deep breath in and think about your childhood. Think about when you were little. What does love What was your experience with love? What was your experience with love from what you remember, right? What was it that you remember from your childhood that made you feel loved or made you not feel loved, right? And how does it show up in your life today? Because we all have those those mental tape recorders that continue to go on and on and on and on over something someone said to us that we truly 
it, we took hold of it and it defined us in some way, shape or form. I have coached men and women for over 16, 17, 18 years. And one of the things that I remember from one of the young men that I was, I was coaching, he said that his coach told him that he would never be able to play beyond high school sports. And guess what? He believed him and he didn't. There are, you will hear countless stories of people, authors who had a teacher who said, oh, you, you're a terrible writer. You'll never be able to write, right? The difference between those who did write, who shared their testimony of their teacher when they were in fifth grade or sixth grade or third grade, who said they were terrible writers, who who are best-selling New York Times, best-selling authors, they, they just didn't believe them, right? So your definition of love, what does love look like? What does love feel like? And what did, have you believed love to be in your life? What have you believed love to be in your life? Is love abusive? Does, is love abandonment? Is love cruel? Is love uh, needing to people please? I'm certain love feels different and shows up differently for all of us. Because even in my own marriage, love feels differently for both me and Adrian. But what I do know for sure is that regardless of your love habits or your love history and experience, when you put love the way God intended into action, the person giving and receiving both feel loved. So when you put God, love the way God intended, patience, kindness, love does not envy. It's not boastful, not proud, does not dishonor others, not self-seeking. So that means selfless, selfless, right? Unselfish. Love does not anger easily, keeps no records of wrongs, does not delight in evil, rejoices with the truth, always protects, trusts, hopes, perseveres, and love never fails. When you put that into action, it doesn't matter what your definition or your experience is with love. You will receive and feel loved when those things are put into place because love is passion without motive. So do you really know how to love? When you understand how to love the way God intended love to show up in our lives, essentially issues that were once there no longer exist because love is passion without motive. Love is total self-abandonment. Love is complete unselfishness. So when you truly love, there should be no hidden agendas, no controlling, no manipulating, no insecurity, no victimization, no desperation, because love is new. Love is fresh. Love is alive. Love has no yesterday and no tomorrow because love is right now. Love is present. Love is perfect. And so how are you loving? How does love express itself through you? Are you truly aligning with the, the standard or the true definition of how love should show up in you, through you, to others? 
And this is a challenge. In fact, I want to invite you to build love, love habits with me over the next 30 days. We're going to build love habits over the next 30 days. So you'll join me for 30 days in building better love habits. So what does that look like? So for the next 30 days, you will receive a love prompt via text with a mini action step designed to help you build a new love habit or go a little deeper with a love habit that you already practice. And the goal is that after 30 days is to become more aware of your own love habits to be more present in your practice of loving others, including yourself, and have a fully functional toolkit of love action ideas and practices that you can pull from at a moment's notice. And so each daily prompt is very short. It's very simple and sweet. And this is what you need to do to join me for the next 30 days in building better love habits. I want you to grab your phone. I'll wait. And I want you to text love habits to 202-918-3358. That's text love habits, H-A-B-I-T-S, L-O-V-E-H-A-B-I-T-S to 202-918-3358. And so once you text Love Habits to 202-918-3358, you'll receive a text from me. And then you'll add me to your contacts so that when I send you these daily love prompts that you will be connected with me. And so what we're going to do over the next 30 days is there's going to be some things that are going to come up for you that are going to be very eye-opening. It may even bring tears. It may bring anger. It may bring a lot of different emotions and that's okay because we're going to be doing this together. So when those things come up, we'll just talk through them and we'll work through them and we will get to a place where we can truly flush out the the lies about love that we believed and really replace them with the truth because ultimately love is everything. Love has to become the foundation for how you move. So when you truly make choices and decisions where love is what's guiding you, it changes your decisions, right? Because you're no longer wanting to punish that person who offended you because you're not keeping a record of wrong. So you're now, you're not carrying the offense or the burden or you're not making decisions based on selfishness because you're becoming more self unselfish, right? You're not self-seeking. You're not easily angered. 
you are now excited about the truth about what love is. You're not operating in fear and scared to tell the person that you love that you love them and you're not afraid to express that to them because you truly understand the purpose of love. And so again, the when you don't understand the purpose of anything, whatever that thing is, when you don't understand the purpose of love, abuse is inevitable. When you don't understand the truth about love, abuse is inevitable. And so we've been abusing ourselves for years, maybe even decades, maybe even generations, because it's something that's been passed down from our parents from and they got it from their grandparents, from your grandparents. Like, it's just something that has to stop right now. We've got to be get realigned to what love looks like the way it was intended, the purpose of love. And what is that? What does it look like? How should it show up? in our lives? How does it express itself? How does it express itself from us to other people, through us to other people, through us to our husbands, to our wives, to our children, to our friends? What does that look like? What does that look like? There's so much work that we can do in this area. And now's the time to do it because the world needs us to be the examples of love and what that looks like and how that shows up and what that how that expresses itself and there's no more room for shrinking shrinking away from love shrinking back from love because the power that love possesses is it's in you can't even measure it you can't even measure the power that love has it's beautiful. It's beautiful. So I, I invite you to join me for the next 30 days on building better love habits. It's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. I get to connect with you and I'm super excited about it because I am wanting to just connect more personally and more intimately with my listeners, with my tribe, because, you know, social media and And emails are great. That's fine. But, you know, I just want to do something different as we move forward into this new year is that I just want to connect more intimately with my listeners, with my tribe, because you are important to me. And I think that it's important to connect in a more intimate way. So I do hope that you will join me for building better love habits, a 30 day challenge by texting love habits to 202-918-3358. And I look forward to connecting with you daily for the next 30 days. Hope to talk to you soon. Hope to text you soon. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode on the Wife Wisdom Podcast. I hope that it was encouraging, inspiring, supportive, or just maybe it made you feel like you were not alone. And so thank you for joining me. If we are not connected yet, I would love to connect with you over on social media, on Instagram at wife.com 
Wisdom. And we can connect there. Please DM me how the Wife Wisdom podcast has encouraged you, how it has supported you, how it has been brought up aha moments for you. I read and value and cherish all of the testimonies that I receive from you. So please, please, please keep them coming. And if you have not already rated our podcast on iTunes, please do so. You would just go to iTunes. You could go down to the very first episode where it will say, write a review. And so by writing a review, it helps other women who are looking for the Wife Wisdom podcast to find it. And so please rate and review our podcast and it helps other people to find uh, our, our different episodes. So again, thank you so much for not only joining, but continuing to share this with your family, your friends, your sister circle. I so appreciate you and value your consistent listenership. So have an amazing week and I look forward to connecting with you next week. The Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones was created to help you cultivate the heart of a wife by giving you practical tools, tips, and techniques to live happily ever after. Well, at least most of the time. <laughs> so until next week, keep learning, keep listening, and keep love first. Bye-bye.